0: Welcome to The Journal.ie's The Explainer, where every week we take a deep dive into a different news story. I'm Sinead O'Carroll, and this week, what's the story with the attempted coup in Germany? You can tell it's a busy period in the yearly news cycle when an attempted coup in Germany goes wildly under the radar. And it feels even more bizarre that it's not the thing everyone is talking about when you find out that among the 25 people arrested in the failed overthrowing of the state include a judge and a prince. But that's exactly what happened last week. It was reported that the arrests were made after authorities raided over 30 properties across Germany, Austria and Italy linked to a movement called the Reichsburgers. The suspects, who were in the possession of heavy armament, are accused of wanting to overthrow the democratic state and install a monarchy, with Prince Heinrich VIII as its head. Despite how unreal this all sounds, and the description by prosecutors themselves of the gang as a motley crew of unlikely characters, the plot was very, very much real. So what the hell is going on? To tell us, I'm delighted to be joined by Peter Neumann, who is a professor of security studies at King's College London and an expert on terrorism in Germany. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us today, Peter.
1: Thank you very much Sinead.
0: Before we get into the rice burgers, what might listeners need to know about German history to fully understand what's been happening?
1: Well, um, obviously um, there have been different systems um, of government in German history. Um, From 1871 to 1918, we had a monarchy with the Kaiser, the emperor at the top. and That's the kind of system that the Reichsburger want to go back to. Um, They consider every German state that has come into existence after the end of monarchy to be illegitimate. And that includes, in fact, the Nazi period. So in that sense, they are not typically right-wing extremists, if you want, in the sense that they are not neo-Nazi. They don't want to go back to the Nazi time. They don't want to go back to fascism. They want to go back to something even earlier. They are still authoritarian. They still want a sort of dictatorship. They want to abolish democracy, but in a slightly different way from your typical fascist.
0: How long have they been around for?
1: So the first Reisberger appeared in the 1980s But for a very long time, they were very marginal. Then in the 2000s, with the rise of conspiracy theories and all of that, they became more prominent. And it really took off during the pandemic with all the lockdowns and mandates and the discussion about vaccination mandate. They were present, all the demonstrations. They were networking with other far right groups. And they gained quite a lot of supporters for some of their arguably very bizarre ideas.
0: So what kind of numbers are we talking about then?
1: So the German Domestic Intelligence Agency says there are about 20,000 supporters of this ideology across Germany. And that number has risen in the past 10 years substantially. And very importantly, they also say that of those 20,000, 10%, 2,000 people are considered to be potentially violent. And in the context of the Reichsburger, that's a very important fact because they are known to be gun nuts, even though there are not a lot of guns in Germany in private hands, the Reisberger have managed to get licenses under various guises and they are hoarding guns in their basements. Quite often when houses of Reisberger are searched, police are finding 10, 12, 20 guns in the basement. They do have a sort of survivalist prepper mentality. There is a considerable overlap with people that are in that survivalist mode.
0: Yeah, so is there a neat answer then to the question of who are the Reisbergers?
1: Well, I mean, they do share a common ideology. And uh, that is that the state is illegitimate, that no one has to recognize the German state in its current form, it's not sovereign. There is a global cabal of secret elites that are governing Germany that you can opt out of that. And that's the similarity to the so-called sovereign citizens in the United States, for example, that icebergs, like the sovereign citizens, are producing their own passports, their own driving licenses. They believe you don't have to pay tax because the tax are coming from an illegitimate government. And in fact, the sort of opt out from tax has, in fact, attracted quite a lot of failed existences. A lot of people who have gone bankrupt with their businesses have gone bankrupt personally. They find that very attractive because it seems to suggest you don't actually have to pay your debts.
0: Unsurprisingly, things get back to money very quickly. Are they all on the same page as to what they want kind of on a more ideological level? So say they, they all want the installation of a monarchy or does the end game change for any of them?
1: Yeah, I mean, there are basics on which they probably agree. They think the state is illegitimate. They think that the last legitimate government was the monarchy. Uh, they also think there is going to be a day X day X when the uprising is going to happen and the current government is going to be overthrown. And that's where it becomes relevant to this coup plot that was uncovered last week, because that's essentially what the guys were trying to engineer. They were trying to engineer the day X at which the uprising would begin and the current government would be overthrown. But it has to be said that despite these similarities, these groups and the supporters of that ideology are not heavily networked. There isn't one hierarchical organization called the Reichsburger. There are different networks, telegram channels, there are different types of groups all over the country. They don't follow a single command. And what the coup plotters were trying to do is to basically establish themselves as the leaders of that entire movement.
0: Yeah, so let's get into what happened last week. Where in the stages of planning for Day X were they when the raids happened? Do we know that information yet?
1: Well, I mean, it's still quite difficult to judge because still arrests are being made. And and only um, at the beginning of this week, in fact, uh, more houses were raided, more guns were uncovered. But what we can already say is that the planning was quite detailed. Uh, they'd already appointed a government to take over they'd already drawn up uh, enemies lists of politicians they wanted to either take hostage or assassinate it's not entirely clear they've already drawn up uh, drawn up plans for what buildings to storm what announcements to make in the case of 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 a of an overthrow of the government and so in that sense it was quite detailed yes
0: And to what extent had they been on the radar of police before? Because obviously, if they were able to raid all these properties and make all these arrests, there was obviously some level of intelligence or quite a high level of intelligence.
1: So that's quite interesting. And that's where it becomes a little bit political in the sense that until 2016-17, these guys were essentially considered to be nutcases, weirdos, crazies who weren't worthy of police attention, only to the extent that Maybe they would do something crazy. They, would not, they were not considered to be a sort of political phenomenon or a terrorist threat. And then they became more numerous. And I guess the threats became more serious. And only in sort of 2017-18, the Domestic Intelligence Agency in Germany started looking at them systematically, considering them to be uh, a phenomenon on its own. And as they were looking more and more, the numbers were were increasing because as quite often with police, it's not necessarily that they didn't exist. It's just that no one was looking for them. So today, they are considered to be a threat. They are considered, they they are uh, mentioned in all the reports of the Domestic Intelligence Agency. And certainly since the beginning of the pandemic, um, I guess Domestic Intelligence Agencies have been looking at them very closely and to some extent perhaps have also been infiltrating them. And so I do think now, late but nevertheless, they are considered to be a threat and I do think that uh, security agencies in Germany are following them quite closely.
0: Yeah, because... Probably what you're saying there is these were often seen as outsiders, but the people arrested are very much not outsiders. You know, you're talking about people with very ordinary jobs and then people in uh, life like judges. Um, can you tell us a bit more about what we know about, say, people like that, the judge, and then also, as I mentioned earlier, Heinrich uh, the Eighth?
1: Well, they're all separate stories in a sense. I mean, the judge is very interesting, not only because she was a judge or continues to be a judge. In fact, I think she will be removed from her position at some point. But she was previously a member of parliament for the right wing, for the far right AFD party. And that's very interesting because it suggests that there is a crossover into political parties and that certainly the AFD, the far right populist party in Germany, to some extent, has been infiltrated by these guys. And this would make sense because over the past five years, the AFD has gone further and further to the extremist end of things. And it's really opened itself up. And it no longer considers far-right extremists to be a no-go area. And we've seen in the past um, statements from AFD politicians that basically resembled the Reichsberger ideology. This is, of course very problematic. It's problematic politically. It's also problematic operationally, because if they had really stormed the parliament, one might suspect that there would have been help from the inside, from staffers or even from members of parliament. About the prince, the leader of the plot, I think he's a bit of a, he really is a bit of a clown in the sense that He isn't really a prince. He calls himself a prince. He has very modest aristocratic lineage. And I think he wouldn't have made it very far under the emperor if he had been alive 100 years ago. But he's still aggrieved about the decline of aristocracy. And I guess for the Reichsburger, he was the best kind of aristocrat they could find to head up the government.
0: So now that this has happened, that there have been arrests and detained uh, suspects, will the group or the movement, I guess is the better word, be disrupted?
1: I think there's a lot of um, political drive towards disrupting this movement. I think it's really important that they are acting against key leaders of the movement. I think it's also highly dangerous because, as I said before, many of them are heavily armed, many of them will probably resist. Um, and so in that sense, it's um, it's a it's a it's 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 a good development, but also potentially quite dangerous. One of the plotters that was arrested was a former leader of the KSK, which is the German Army Special Forces Unit, which is the most aggressive and the most highly trained unit in the German armed forces. And this was not the first time that that unit was found to have links to the far right. Just a year and a half ago, two or three members of that unit were being arrested for being far right political activists. And back then, it was promised by the government that this would be cleaned up and that this would never happen again. And yet, it happened again which indicates that there's something seriously wrong with that unit. They have to think about doing something about that. It is that link with people who are in the police, in the armed forces, who are highly trained, who are not only having access to weapons, but who also know how to use them, that I think made this particular plot particularly real and dangerous.
0: Yeah, it might sound bizarre, but it has a a very worrying aspect. What was the attitude then in Germany towards the arrests um, and also just more in general towards this movement?
1: Well, um, I think in the first, it's very interesting. In the first instance, everyone was shocked. Even people in the AFD condemned it. But then when the names of the plotters came out, um, a lot of people, especially on the far right, were started to be quite dismissive. They said, it's a bunch of clowns. This is a pensioner plot. This is the pensioner armed faction. Lots of jokes were going around. And basically, a lot of people on the far right were saying, this is just um, a sort of a PR campaign of the Social Democrat Interior Minister to show how how tough she is. Um, I think that was, uh, you know, not quite right in the sense that, of course, these people, you know, the leaders of this plot uh, were not necessarily the people who were carrying out this plot. And yes, the ideology of the Reichsburger is quite laughable if you're looking at at it from the outside. That doesn't necessarily mean that they wouldn't have been a risk or a danger. My line on this is that, um, of course, I don't believe for a second that they would have succeeded in overthrowing the German government. The question is how much damage they would have caused in the meantime. And if they had stormed the parliament, just like people in America stormed the Capitol in uh, January 2021, um, you could see how much damage they could have caused, for example, by taking politicians hostage, by assassinating particular politicians, et cetera, et cetera. So I do not consider this to be a serious threat to German democracy per se, but they could have engaged in actions that I would have considered terrorist that would have done very serious damage to the political system.
0: Yeah, you mentioned the raid on the Capitol there. And there is a link between some of the movements in the US now and what's happening in Germany and mostly around the conspiracy theory QAnon.
1: Exactly. So a lot of the Reisberger are supporters and avid followers of QAnon. Um, You can see that on a lot of the Telegram channels, for example, that are considered to be Reisberger channels, uh, QAnon propaganda is disseminated I do not know about personal links, but what I do know is that German is the most translated into language for QAnon content.
0: Can you just explain to our listeners exactly what the QAnon conspiracy is or the the broad strokes of it?
1: Yes, the QAnon conspiracy is something that emerged a few years ago that basically says um, that America is being governed by a cabal of people who are covering up for pedophiles, and Donald Trump has come to clean up the mess that exists at the top of the American political system. And there is supposedly a former government, senior government employee who is posting anonymous uh, messages um, on the internet, on internet forums, announcing that day X, when Donald Trump cleans up everything, is soon going to happen. And as absurd as that sounds, it obviously has a lot of followers in the United States of America. And even more absurdly, it does have followers uh, even in Germany. And many of these followers are Reichsburgers. And there was in fact, a big demonstration of Reichsburger in the August of 2020, when in fact, for the very first time, they attempted to storm the parliament in Germany. And the news back then was that Donald Trump had secretly flown into town to liberate Germany. And that was the signal, if you want, for them to attempt to overthrow the government for the first time. And obviously that was untrue. But that was evidence of how closely they were following the QAnon conspiracy and all of the stuff that was happening in the United States. If anything, it is evidence of uh, a crossover of these kinds of conspiracy theories and uh, demonstrating that they are traveling from one side of the Atlantic to the other.
0: Yeah. And are some of the tactics also traveling then as well? Things like wanting to damage electricity infrastructure?
1: Exactly. And so, so that was... Um, a lot of their planning revolved around uh, disrupting critical infrastructure, electricity, water supplies, energy supplies. But of course, the, the, the icing on the cake, if you want, would have been the storming of the parliament. Again, perhaps to some extent taking inspiration from the storming of the capital in the United States.
0: You mentioned at the outset there that there is a significant difference between neo-Nazis um, and the burgers, but are they coming together in any way because even though the end game is different, the starting point is the same for them?
1: Yes, yes. And I think that's where the pandemic was really important and crucial because during the pandemic, you had a real significant mobilization of people who were demonstrating against lockdowns, who were Considering this to be um an oppression of the government who were kind of spreading all these conspiracies about Bill Gates trying to inject you with chips and stuff like that, and you know you had these demonstrations uh, in a couple of instances mobilizing up to two, up to a hundred thousand people in Berlin, and you had all these groups there you had the icebergers there, you had AFd there you had Neo-Nazis there, you had lots of people there who were not politically affiliated. And what these demonstrations did was that they allowed these different groups to cross-pollinate, to make contacts with each other, to create new alliances, to get to know each other and to perhaps find out exactly as you said, that even though they may have different aims in the long term, they are united in their opposition to the current system. So that issue of lockdowns and vaccination mandates and stuff like that, that really united them, brought them together. And you could see that these different um, scenes and these different types of extremists were getting to know each other and perhaps not forming alliances, but certainly ready to tolerate each other. And if you look at Assessments of the Domestic Intelligence Agency in Germany, they are saying now that there is a small overlap, maybe 10 or 15% of the movement that they considered to be um, classically right wing extremists.
0: Do we have anything similar happening in other countries in Europe or, say, the UK or Ireland, um, similar movements that are? transporting some of the QAnon conspiracy theories and hoping that it translates into their country's narrative? Mm. I I haven't
1: seen anything in Ireland, to be be honest. I I do think that the QAnon phenomenon is being looked at by far-right extremists everywhere, and they do have a debate on it. Or or I've listened to podcasts, uh, right-wing extremist podcasts, who were bringing together people um, of different far-right persuasions Mm -hmm. Uh, debating each other um, about whether you know they should embrace this QAnon thing or whether it was completely ludicrous and they should they should distance themselves from it. I do think the far right scene is quite divided on this, especially in Europe. Movements like the Reichsbürger do have, I think, very little equivalents in other European countries. I, as I said, I can see a lot of similarities with the sovereign citizens in the United States. And there is a group called the Freeman in Canada, which is also very similar, and which was heavily present, for example, during the so-called trucker convoy that happened last year In Ottawa and different parts of Canada that were trying to bring down the Trudeau government. So there are some equivalents, but certainly in the UK and in Ireland, I certainly don't see anything quite like it at the moment.
0: You've talked about why you thought the um, coup itself was worrying and the damage it could have done if anything had gone ahead. But in a more broader sense, um, those numbers, the 20,000 members or the 2,000 members that are are extremists, are those numbers worrying in a German context or are we still talking very much tiny, tiny percentages that once the police are able to keep an eye on them, that it's not too much of a, a worry?
1: Yeah, I think, I think that's a very good question because obviously these numbers have been um, debated in the German media since last week and some people are saying that's a lot or some people are saying that's not very much. Um, I do think um, they are a threat in the sense that um, the same assessment of the Domestic Intelligence Agency says uh, there are 2,000 Islamists who are considered to be potentially violent. So if you consider Islamism or jihadism a threat, which I think to some extent it still is, not not to the same extent that it was in 2015, but to some extent it still is. If you consider that to be a threat, you should consider the Reichsburger to be a threat as well. Certainly numerically, it's roughly the same thing. What the Reichsburger are less than the Islamists or the jihadists is they are less structured. Uh, They are less networked. There isn't an organization like ISIS or like al-Qaeda within the Reisberger movement. So in that sense, that makes them perhaps a little bit less dangerous. What makes them more dangerous is that in contrast to the jihadists, they, they are heavily armed. They are holding guns and they are very aggressive when confronted by the state. So in that sense, I would consider them to be a threat on the same level as the current threat of jihadists. And since they are still a threat to some extent, I would consider the icebergs to be a threat as well.
0: That's a really good analogy. And thank you so much, uh, Peter, for coming in and explaining all of that to us. Um, I think we all probably needed that this side of Europe. And yeah, um, really well explained. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to The Explainer, and a big thanks to Peter for making the time to talk to us today. This episode of The Explainer was brought to you by producers Nikki Ryan and Eva Barry. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider supporting us so we can continue to make more just like this one. There's a couple of things you can do. Head to thejournal.ie forward slash contribute to become a monthly subscriber or make a one-off donation. You can also leave us a review and rating wherever you listen to your podcasts. It's a great way to make sure other people will listen and love it as well. Thank you and catch you next time.